Recorded live at the Hawk's Nest on the summit in Pataskala. This is Garage Days. I'm your host, Arch Madness. Vinyl analysis returns January 2021. Unless this becomes more popular, then I'll just, I'll probably just stick with this. <laughs> Told you you were going to like that joke. <laughs> L- long story short, Ke- Kevin Young's here, and I'll introduce him here in a second. But just follow along, folks. Long story short, my friend Bob built this bar in my garage. So, and I'm, I'm thinking, let's just, let's record here until things settle down. I'm in my garage, right? This isn't Sunset Sound or La Studio. I mean, you're going to, you're going to hear it all. Planes, trains, my, my neighbor's bikes. Uh, I could have a dude from Faster Pussycat call in or my neighbor Hartley could stop by with a six or a space dust. It's... Either one's a winner there. (laughs) Big shocker, though. No structure with this show. It is what it is. And I've actually already recorded this episode twice. (laughs) You you wouldn't believe me if I told you. Kev, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Absolutely. The most recent redo has to do with the passing of Eddie Van Halen. Full disclosure, I'm reading and recording this on Thursday. I wrote it on Wednesday, and Eddie died yesterday. So it's still, it's still pretty raw here. The first episode has to be about Ed. And, and we're going to hear from some awesome musicians and personalities. Uh, we're going to hear from some of you that are listening with the, the Gimme 5 segment. So uh, let me go first. And Kevin's got a, a fresh bush light. He's content. I even wrote that in there, dude. I knew you were going to grab a new one before we started. Now I'll go quick here. Story of my life. <laughs> I better That's get a sip here. Exactly, right? Mm. I like this bar, Bob. You did very He nice. did a great job. Yeah, and it is – and you can't see it right now, folks. I'll get pictures of it. Uh-oh. But it is six feet long, so it is compliant with what the governor wants. Yeah, we're good. So we're good. All right, so here we go. I'm going first. Ace Fraley and Eddie Van Halen for me, age 0 to 49. I love I love Paul Stanley and David Lee Roth, but it always comes back to them. I, I love all types of music, but it always comes back to those two for me. Ace and Eddie. Ace was my first obsession, but Eddie was my most constant obsession when it came to music. Fucking Van Halen, man. I, I just I know how the guys I grew up with are taking this news, and it's not good. And and we're not alone. This is a gut punch to so many Gen X dudes right now. And just speaking for me only, and there has never been one like this before, this this loss is different. I wasn't around for Hendrix. I mean, that was a quick snapshot anyway. We grew up with Eddie. He He was always there. He was always creating. And when I think of all my guitar heroes, they were all just... A lesser version of Eddie, especially in the 80s. And there were some legendary guitarists from that era, guys that I adore. They're just not Ed. Eddie, Eddie was an original. Eddie Van Halen stands alone, and that crown is all his. And I'm going to stop there. Time to bring some other people on this. First ever guest, and it's not even a guest. You're not a guest. It's just family. <laughs> I have to put that into the new show sheet. <laughs> family. Kevin Young, yes, well, I'm from Marietta, be careful, brother. So Kevin Young, Gypsy King drummer, Knight of the Rock Table, 
and once again, this will be the second time I've said full disclosure, but it's it's true. I mean, this wasn't what this was going to be about. This was just garage days. Yeah. I was gradually going to have Doug's already uh, said he'd come on. Doug Blessing, you know, Hansberry wants to come out here, so we're, I was going to get the nights. We were just going to kind of just do shows out here until everybody feels comfortable with with going back in the studio and this and is then great. yeah, and then. And then this stuff happens. Yeah. This week, so uh, I, you know, I, I know you're a huge Van Halen guy, oh, and uh, probably shouldn't have recorded this at 8:55 on a Thursday night <laughs> when everybody's. It's probably best that we did actually in well, hindsight. Well, it's it's garage days. Yeah. It's garage days, and and my neighbor across the street hasn't even brought his Harley home yet. So, but we've got it, that to look forward to. We've got that show. to look forward to, Kevin. It, this news breaks, and quite honestly, you're one of the first cats. I, I, you know, my, my boss is talking about it. She comes in and tells me. I was in denial pretty much. I was in denial. I, I was like, well, let's make sure. Let's make sure. And I appreciate that. And then my phone's blowing up. I look. I see you. Yeah. You're saying it. You know, you're WTFing. Well, yeah, and and it's that like, was my genuine heartfelt sentiment because I saw – the tweet and I thought this can't be this can't be true this has to be and then I saw Wolfie yeah and then I saw Wolfie and that's when I knew that we lost another friend man and it 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 hurts it, it does know? and there's just the soundtrack to our youth at yeah. least at least we've got that you know we can lay on that forever and ever but man just the emotion uh, that goes along with this that you go back to the first time you you know you heard your first Van Halen tune, whether it was on the radio or whether it was with your buds, whether it was your sister, your brother, it doesn't matter. The reaction was the same to every you know everyone we've talked to, it's the reaction was the same. It was like, what was that? You know, Kev, and there's a uh, really I got a little choked. I mean, I got a lot choked up on the air, and I even kind of apologized because I was I was kind of shook the first time. And you got to be a professional, but it's like. No, this is Eddie Van Halen. This is this is you know, and I and I wanted to be to be real about it, but um, so this is we're recording this on Thursday. So this was yesterday, day before that was when Ed passed. Yeah. But yesterday, uh, I get a message, I, and I've talked about this cat before, and we've probably talked to each other via Facebook or texting or something, maybe three or four times in the last thirty years. All right, this, wow. but this is a cat that's from my neighborhood. He moved away um, when we were, I think we were in like seventh or eighth grade. But um, Brian Joyce and I bring him up. He just sent me a message and it just said Eddie. And the reason it hit me was because it was Brian Joyce. He, you know, I was only gonna get Tommy Dorsey records at my house. I was only gonna right. get you know uh, the Jackie Gleason Orchestra. <laughs> I went to Brian Joyce's house to to grow up. Yeah, I and uh, we were we were young. I was I saw I I, I I the Kiss Destroyer record and Van Halen one that was at Brian Joyce's house, and for him to send that to me, and I was just like, dude, it just you know, and I just, I oh. it, it was it crushed me, man, because it's like wow, you, even you you know, and this isn't this isn't a relative. This isn't a pet. I, I get it. Yeah. You know, because some people are just like, Jesus, guys. Because, I mean, everyone's hurting on this, and there's a reason why. Exactly. There's a reason why. And so I, I just I, – I, when I thought of Brian Joyce, when he sent that message, and then – because that's where it all started for me, man. You know, I'm sure you've got a, a reason why you, you picked up the – you know, played the drums. 
but it just was experiencing those records at his place and uh it, it does feel like a family member win i just i hate to say it but it, it it honest to god does because this was such a big chunk of our childhood and and like i had buddies just sending me stuff like we were here doing this when this was on we were here so now i hear songs and it totally just transports me to a certain time right yeah so you're, but you're anyway right i just there. you know and i, I that was when it really kind of mm-hmm. kind of shook me playing those songs for the first time with him being gone i can't imagine were, were tough but when i got that message from brian joyce and it's just like holy shit man yeah. said, yeah we're getting old dude yeah we're getting old when, when our heroes are dropping off like this and we lost eddie and you think about it in a year oh. kevin where I know the 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 one earlier on in the year with Neil Peart that was that oh. one that one hit you in your soul and it you got Neil then Frankie Benali I know Pete Way Pete but then now we've got the King yeah uh, it, this is uh, there is one hell of a band jamming there are well we know who's playing lead now you bet your ass you <laughs> we know do. who's playing lead now yeah their legacy what do you think it is Kevin Van Halen's legacy yeah wow not just Let's just go with the first round. I mean, Van Halen, and I guess now, I mean, even Hagar and Roth fans are just kind of like, fuck it. You know, it's our point. It's right all now. of our band. You know, it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's a moot point at this, at this juncture. The entire catalog, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we talk, I talk to friends and, you know, that are diehard David Lee Roth fans, you know, wouldn't have, wouldn't have touched Sam, you know, Sammy's stuff. Look, dude. Oh, I, I, what I, do I, what do I, I got OU812 ready I to. I understand. And that's a great freaking album, but they're they've all come full circle, and yeah. it it's kind of sad that you know it took Ed's passing for that to happen, right? Because there's a lot of great music, and Ed's still part of that, and even Michael too. Well, you know, and I think the reason for that, I think for me anyway, this is just me talking. I think the reason for that is there was so much in the Hagar era that I liked. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that was Eddie. Oh, absolutely. I, dude, look, I, I'll tell you right now, I watched Live Without a Net. Here's the deal. I watched, and this is just lets you know where I'm coming from. Amen. I watched Live Without a Net, I guarantee you, every morning before school, before I hit the school bus. But I'm telling you, I bet I watched that 10,000 times, but I watched the guitar solo in Live Without a Net 20,000 times. Uh-huh. If that, like, you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I get where you're coming from, man. So, it's... so I think that's where it's at. I mean, it's just like, it's cool, man. Yeah. I, and I'm glad from what I'm reading, I'm glad Sammy got 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 his his piece yeah you, you know that's really um, strong, that makes me man. feel good and uh, but man it's life is too short it's too it is, short man. of a window it is and sometimes i think we get caught up i know i do you know you get caught up in for lack of for lack of a better term the bullshit the bullshit man you get caught up in it and you forget the real meaning the real true meaning you know of of one's self uh, worth and that's his body of work. Yeah. You know, Eddie doesn't care who was singing lead vocals as long as they were the kick-ass yeah. lead vocalist at the time. Yeah. Or he wouldn't have had you in his band, and I firmly believe that. Well, and the thing is, when we start going over our, our the Gimme 5 segment, and we start looking at what the listeners put on there, and you're going to get so many of these, the Hagar era songs, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Cabo Wobble was awesome. Oh, dude, right? Yeah, you, 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 they throw these songs out there. and I miss it, the David Lee Roth there as far as my age. I didn't right. miss it as far as listening to it, but my age. So mm-hmm. when I hear Summer Nights, that takes me back to cruising, man. Oh, yeah, dude. In the 72 oh, yeah. El Camino. Absolutely. With a sixer behind the seat. I know. And, dude, you know, 5150. 
Oh. That riff, I don't even. I mean, you could put that the riff harmony, up against any the of them. melody line. You who could came put, up with the harmonies at the end of that tune? Dude? You could put that riff up uh, against any of them. Yeah, this is kind of therapy for me. And let me just say this: that's why we're doing it, right? Uh, uh, and I'm curious because I know a buddy that I grew up with is going to have uh, "When It's Love" on here, and mm. I, I'm going to say this: that solo from that era, that was one of his better solos. I, the solo on "When It's Love." And it, you wouldn't even think it's not the flash, but it's the feel. And it's, the you know, emotion. there was so much more to Eddie than yeah. just the tapping and the, right. you, you know what I mean? There was just so much more to that. I mean, the dude was an absolute composer. And the best part about all of that is, is the Kisses management passed on the band. Dude, seriously. <laughs> right? Right? I mean, not Gene, to take a left turn, but. No, but that's Gene tried. Great. Gene tried. Yeah, yeah. Gene tried. I, it just, are you fucking kidding me? The one time he stepped on his own dick. I'm telling you. <laughs> Van Halen. <laughs> well, look, let's. We've got. So check this out. We're gonna go through, and I'm calling this. And there's Thanks the. Thanks for uh, having me, man. Oh, dude, come on that. now. No, no, Thanks. this is great. This is great. So this part and the whole Garage Days rundown sheet that I have here. Excellent. It, it normally I'd have other segments, but this is this, this is, is kind different. of a this is a whole different ball game, and I'm kind of. Uh, glad that we can uh, kind of have this. And I think people are going to need to. There's a lot of rock fans that are hurting right now, so we're going to do the Gimme Five, all right? And we're, okay. then we're going to. I'm going to get yours. I'm going to get my top five. Mm-hmm. And and like I will reiterate to everyone, we're going to talk to. This this is just this isn't your written in blood in stone. What's what you're feeling right now? Give me the top five songs, the songs that you're kind of leaning right, on, yeah. right? You're leaning on in this in this time right now. So uh, then we're gonna check in with uh, check out this list. We're gonna have Marty Hayes, oh, your, your guitarist, brother Marty from the Gypsy Kings. Yeah. All right, we're gonna have Trent Anderson, mm-hmm. and uh, he is a guitarist. Uh, Tamra Lane back in the yeah. day here in Columbus. Uh, we got Rick Martellino. We've got a drummer. Oh, so there you go. I'm trying to yeah. I was trying to even it up there a little there bit. There you go. And no one loves... An Al fan. Dude, no one loves Van He's Halen. He forgot more about yeah. Van Halen than Van Halen knows. Yeah. I, <laughs> dude, I tell you what, when we did the 1984 album on Vinyl Analysis, and I kind of made a comment about uh, and I love Rick Martellino and dude is he an absolute beast oh, he's, he's an absolute yeah, beast on there green, that, anyway the whole Green 13 thing I, I can't even wait for that mm. once we get the green light from the gov Boom. but there was one time we hear, were that, ta- hear that Mikey <laughs> when there, was, there was one time where I brought up something about the electric drums or, and I just wasn't yeah, Simmons pass. I wasn't really down with it and I thought Rick was going to jump over I thought he was going to kick my ass. I wasn't and down with it either. I know. So well, I'm just. I but, but don't. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. Just the Alex, and I think there's going to be time once this dust settles that I think we're going to be able to really talk about what a special musician Alex Van Halen is oh, as well. No doubt. And hopefully we get to do that yeah. while he's still with us. But um, anyway, so we've got so we've got Trent Anderson, Rick Martellino. Rick Soga, oh my, Shock Two and Shuck and Bubba, yeah. and he's one of those cats as well. When I first found out, that's that that's one of the guys I thought of. Eighty percent of the, f- the fucking Van Halen catalog on vinyl analysis I with love, Rick Soga. I love and Rick's his Eddie his Eddie, Eddie stories, stories, man. Oh. His Eddie stories, they're epic. They're they're, they're and, and what's the uh, the one quote he had? You talked about the smile. You brought yeah. it up. What was that? Yeah. You saw Soga. A post that Rick had uh, made in reference to Ed's passing, one meeting with Eddie, he told him sometimes it's okay just to go on stage and smile because you're playing. 
Right. You know, and that that speaks volumes for Eddie's character too. You know, because he got a bad rap for a lot of years. You know, I don't want to I don't want to take a left turn, but yeah, we both know that he got a really bad rap, and I think it was a lot of it was unfounded. I really honestly do, and I think we'll I think as year as time goes by, I think we'll we'll slowly get the real story because the Van Halen, like a lot of really our our, our heroes. Their camps are really tight-lipped, man. And if they don't want you to know something, you're not going to fucking well, know. Well, and I think it's... Well, here it comes, Kev. Yeah, here he comes. Coming in hot. If Don't you, call me Shirley. If you th- <laughs> <laughs> Do you like gladiator movies? Um, I think when it comes to Eddie, almost like... And we're, we're, you know, this is how many times have we mentioned this name already... Like the Neil Peart's where yeah. the privacy – I think, dude, Van Halen fans – and this was before Eddie even got sick. A lot of that shit we didn't even see coming because they did kind of keep the fans in the dark because they were private dudes. Right. I mean that's what – I guess that's my point. Like when everything was going on and when there was all these changes happening, all this back and forth, not just when, when Dave left the first time. I'm saying like hey, all this. There's been so much – crazy. Mitch – don't look. Okay, let's just <laughs> – Patty Smythe. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, they thought about Phil Collins. Look, there's so much happening, but you never really knew because no. they were so tight-lipped, and that's why. And that's kind of cool, though, too. To be able to do back. that. Yeah. To be able to do that. All right, calling this "Gimme Five. All right. All right. So I'm gonna start with you, Kevin Young. Okay. "Gimme Five. Uh, top five Van Halen songs, but like I've said, I mean, yeah. this is just give me five Van Halen songs, bro, and why you love them. It's you know. This this list could change, you know, by the Tomorrow. hour right now. Um, in no particular order, off of Van Halen, uh, Feel Your Love, man. Then I've also got, you know, Women in Love. Yeah, that's a- Center Swing, off of Fair Warning. Fair Warning, the ultimate in brown sound. Uh, somebody Get Me a Doctor. Yep. I love it. And this one might kind of get you, but I love the groove. And Ed was such a pocket player. In and out for unlawful cardinal knowledge. Nice, dude. Yeah, I that's told cool, you man. I might throw you no, a that, ball, that's a curveball. That last one's a curveball. Yeah, in and out. I mean, and fifty-one fifty could have made that list too right now because I've been digging on that one. Those harmonies at the end of that chorus really just tug on the heartstrings, especially right now for some reason. Absolutely. But those five right there are kind of what are really holding it together for me right now as far as the Van Halen. Uh, catalog goes well you you threw a curveball you you ready for like two sliders and then a yeah. change up oh, um bring it number bring five it number five and, and look this is this is these women in love will be my number one yeah. all right so yeah, that's that's well time. documented but i'm just saying these other songs are just because i want to tell the story yeah. a little bit of where i'm at with this uh number five me wise magic oh my um yeah i went there so when the greatest hits came out and they did yep. the two extra songs, can't get this stuff no more, and then Me Wise Magic. We also thought until Dave fucked it up at the MTV Awards that this was gonna be this is what this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. This is what we've been waiting for. It didn't happen, and those were actually the two that were the mighty. Uh, Me Wise Magic, and you know, and Dave even at that point. They, it, it, look, am I a Roth era guy? Yeah, but I'm also a realist. And at that point, it was also kind of compromised, I think. But it still was Van Halen, and it still yeah. was, you know, boy, Michael Anthony. He can oh, – even my. Sammy, as, as, as uh, gifted as a vocalist as Sammy is, Mike 
He takes care of a lot of flaws yeah, that happen oh. out there. But Me Wise Magic, I just that's just special to me, and I it's been one of my favorite songs since it's been released. So, I mean, the last 25 years or so, I've just I, I always go back to that song. Uh, Girl Gone Bad, number four. Yes. Um, Girl Gone Bad and House of Pain. Those two songs, the last two songs on 1984, mm-hmm. and I was just, uh, dude, I was at the height of my Van Halen mania right, right then and there, and those last two songs, I, I go back to those all the time. But I picked "Girl Gone Bad." Uh, number three is "Main Street." Oh, "Fair Warning" is my favorite. I always tell people, uh, "Fair Warning" is my favorite album. Uh, 1984 is the most nostalgic. Van Halen two has my favorite song, and "Diver Down" is what I want played at a party. So, that I mean, that's that's kind of, right? with that. Number two, Little Dreamer. And I would say Little Dreamer was probably my favorite song until my sophomore year. So we're looking at about 1986. I really got in to Van Halen 2. And I remember that summer uh, in between uh, my freshman and sophomore year, actually. That's when you were writing the logo on your, yeah. on your book Yeah. Oh, covers. dude, I could do that. Yeah, and on your jean jacket. Oh, I could do that. Like, a, I mean, seriously. Yeah. All the girls couldn't, wanted you to write. Couldn't do anything else <laughs> in school. I mean, that 1.3 kind of hampered everything. <laughs> Killed you a little bit. Number one is Women in Love. If I was going to send it off to to, oh. to space and let the aliens kind of figure out what Van Halen is, that to me is the brown sound. It's just and and not a not a high tempo song, but it's oh. sometimes it's that's that's all you needed with this band. It's from top to bottom, it's the complete package. It's got the the emotion, the groove, everything that we've been talking about. That's a wonderful song. All right, so here we go. So what I did on the uh, so I told, told everybody about the name of the show, Garage Days. Yeah. And I said uh, so what I'm going to do, and I'm going to have a segment. It's going to be the Give Me Five, and this is where we do our top fives. And and here we're doing our top five Van Halen songs. I told everybody if you responded that I would read it. So here we go. All right. Uh, Jason Stavinger. Now this cat is actually, we're going to, we're going to talk to Trent Anderson, best friend, but he's the guy that's always there. Make sure that Trent has the setup on stage. He's in Right. So in just a great dude, uh, number one, unchained number two, dance the night away. Number three, ain't talking about love. Number four, hot summer nights. See Kevin. See, and number five is Cabo Wabo. And you can't go wrong there. Again, yeah, I'm in high school, right there, boom. Speaking of high school, I've known this cat, and this is so great when guys from my hometown play along. And this cat, Chris Reed, I mean, we've been friends since we were, I mean, him, I'm a couple years older, probably since he was about in diapers. Oh and that's, my. That's, that's, that's the kind of friend uh, he is. Uh, number one, Unchained. Number two, 5150. Number three, Atomic Punk. Mm. Number four, when it's love. I talked about that See? solo. I, yeah. I still think that's and best of both worlds. And you know, and he's always the kind of the guy that gives me shit about Roth over the years. And he went over to he has no problem with right. you know. And he ha, he's got a real problem with the way I bailed on Metallica too, right around load. But <laughs> that's for a whole other. That's another. And if episode. I'm gonna get Chris up here to so we can record that podcast, <laughs> that'll be a good one. But those are his top five. Those are fucking killer. Forrest Kegley. I don't know if you know Forrest or not. And the cradle will rock, drop dead legs, and a simple rhyme. Yeah. DOA. Fuck, oh, that's yeah. a good one. Ain't talking about love. That just keeps coming up. I ain't talking about love. Is oh, that's iconic. Rod McCoy. Hear about it later. I'm the one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Romeo Delight. Again. Light up the sky and on fire. On fire. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? How do you pick five? You know that's. Yeah. Speaking of dear friends, check this out. Dan Orr. Dan oh. Orr checking in. Uh, number one, drop dead legs. Number two, ain't talking about love. Number three, hang 'em high. 
Dan and I had some great times with uh, the Diver Down. I said it was a party album. Yeah. That's mostly because those are my times with Danny. Number four, speaking of which, Little Guitars. Yeah. Uh, and number five, Feel Your Love Tonight. Oh, Dan also excellent. chipped in with a uh, a second one. Oh. And this is this is directed to me, and I knew this was to make me laugh. And I want to tell you, I laughed. I, I dribbled a little. <laughs> he says, "Can I do my favorite Van Hagar songs?" He goes, "Number one." And this just sums me up. This, uh, why can't this be love? Number two, when it's love. Number three, I love you. You love me. Number four, love town. And number five, love. Damn it, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he did. Yeah, he well, kicked he, you. Right, right? that's there. funny as shit. <laughs> that and, is. and do you remember what Ross said to uh, what David Lee Ross said to Rogan? Oh yeah. And he goes after he basically said that. Yeah. Then he goes, "What did I tell you on that first album, Joe? I ain't talking about I love." love. Matty Sexton checking in. What's up, Matt? Dreams, and he's a Hagar guy. So mm-hmm. check this out. Dreams, when it's love, run around. That Excellent. was a big hit. Oh, that was my. Q played the shit out of that. Yeah. I remember listening to that back in the day. Yeah. Pound Cake, absolutely iconic. And right now, speaking of iconic, hey. I mean, that was Eddie's – I mean, the solo on that's amazing. Mm. But right now, the, that piano, I mean, that's – And the songwriting really gets yeah. overlooked Fuck when yeah, you talk dude. about Van Halen, man. When the I remember the first time I heard Van Halen. Uh, Joe Robinson was on was on the air QFM. Speaking of my Columbus, heroes. she played "Running with the Devil," the and shit. I heard that, and ten year old Kevin went, "What right? was that?" <laughs> <laughs> and we were off, man, off to the races. Are you ready for this, John McGill? John okay, McGill. Okay. Uh, there are so many. Hate to choose, but here's his list, and I get it, guys. Uh, number one, Unchained. Number two, Drop Dead Legs. Number three, Eruption. Number four, Women in Love. My dude keeps coming up i know man it it meant a lot it meant a lot to a lot of people evidently you know which is crazy number five take your whiskey home uh don robinson what's up don Mm -hmm. he says uh tough to pick five i hear you unchained little guitars feel your love tonight girl gone bad Mm. girl gone Mm. bad yes i'm not alone in this and in a simple rhyme dude Mm -hmm. uh, we were just jamming on that rob marshall the pride of mount union he's a purple raider he's a marietta boy hell of a baseball player unchained ain't talking about love mean street right now hot for teacher yeah yeah unchained and mean street i think fair warning hits a lot of us in the fields uh tim connell tim 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 Unchained, Jamie's crying, little guitars, somebody get me a doctor and the cradle will rock. There you go. That's fucking solid right yes, there. Sir. Neil Justice went to college. I love how these dudes from my, you know, that's that what that's, cool. yeah, man, chiming in. Neil Justice, big Van Halen fan as well. Top five, Girl Combat is number one. Mm-hmm. My boy, right? See? Romeo Delight, little guitars, ain't talking about love, hear about it later. Can't beat any of those. And then finally, our old old buddy down there from round town, Terry Mater. All right, Terry. What he you says, got? number five is Mean Street. Number four, You Really Got Me. Number three, Drop Dead Legs. Number two, Running With The Devil. Yes. Number one, Panama. And, and Terry can't do anything without hashtagging and <laughs> making a little play on words. He said, hashtag those harmonies, though. Ain't yeah. that the truth, Mater? Yeah. Ain't that, that the truth? That, that tells a lot, too. That was a big part. And that's another big uh, part to Van Halen that I think gets overlooked. That You and I were talking earlier. You know, everybody says Van Halen. Oh, yeah, the tapping. That's all, you know. Yeah. Unless, unless you're a true, you know, diehard music fan, you, you need to sit down and listen to the harmonies and the structure of every one of these songs from the first album, up to the last recording Eddie made, man. 
I mean, he, yeah. he put his heart and Ain't soul. Ain't that the truth, Kev? He put his heart and soul into it. Well, listen, it's time now. We need to call our buddies. I thought this was a oh, great yeah. idea. Where let's let's think of you know four or five dudes that we know. Let's give them a buzz and have them. Is tell it too them. late? You think they're? Well, it is a Thursday. I think I think these cats will be up. They probably will be. And if they aren't, I guarantee <laughs> you, Marta, I guarantee you, Martellino's up. Yeah, yeah, Rick's up. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. We got the cat. This is what we'll do. We got Marty Hayes once again, a yeah. guitarist from your band, Gypsy Kings. Yeah. We're gonna talk to Trent Anderson, another guitarist, dear friend of mine. We're gonna talk to Rick Martellino, drummer here in town, a huge Van Halen fan, and he's got some great stories. Rick Soga. When yeah. I when I think of Eddie, I. Yeah. I think of Rick. Uh, Shock 2, of course, and, and now his band, Shuck and Bubba. Yeah. And then our buddy, Mike Austin. Now, oh, I've been uh, – I was on the radio for years with Mike. He now is like living the dream. Number one, he got out of radio. Congratulations. And, and then number two, he is basically the tour manager for Enough's Enough. Yeah. And just kind of – you know, and him and Tori are tight, the lead guitarist for them, and him and Chip have – have uh, become friends over the years, and and in, well, why wouldn't you bring Mike into the into the fold? Oh, absolutely. Can you find? Is there a better spirit or no. soul out there than Mike Austin? But they they call him Beasley now. I know. I love Chip it. Chip gave him that name. Yeah, we're gonna get the rundown on that one of these days. We are. Let's uh, let's call Marty first. All right, let's go. Marty, thank you so much for taking our call, brother. How are you? I'm I'm great. Thanks for having me. So, where were you when you heard the news, my man? Teaching. I was in my studio, and, and Kevin actually texted me and said, EVH died, man. I'm like, what? Talk about what he means to you. I mean, you're one of the better guitar players in town, man, and and he's such a huge influence on you and, and I'm sure your life, and I, I just want to know, I want to get everybody's read on this. Uh, it's, his talent and his persona were bigger than any stadium arena he ever played in for me. I thank God every day for sharing him with us. I mean... I kind of get choked up. <laughs> yeah, that's you know when I reached out and said hey to a few of you guys about doing this, and there's some hesitation, man. I mean, it's we're you know when we're recording this right now, we're still this is fresh. This is fresh. Yeah. And yeah. but but I I felt it was important for us here in, in town to document this because I want our kids to to know what this cat meant. I mean, obviously our kids know what Eddie means to us, but I, I think it's just something that you have to document. I think he is that special. You know, when you hear people throwing around Mozart and, and stuff like that, that's not far-fetched. Right. I mean, you're exactly right. We're blessed to have lived in this period where we got to witness it with our own eyes. I mean, and, I, and I'm sure that, that generations in the past could put these arguments that they had amazing composers and writers and performers but they didn't have Eddie. When that brown sound hits you for the first time live, I think everybody, I mean, that's serious. I mean, you're talking about getting your cherry oh. taken care of. You know, they're, they're kind of markers in your life that that define things that, that have interested you. And uh, from my earliest days of learning how to play guitar, you know, my dad was one of my biggest fans. And uh, he would always try and lead me into, like, who he thought was the best at whatever, you know, and at yeah. first he came up to me and he'd say, oh, you want to learn how to play guitar? You need to listen to Chet Atkins. <laughs> like, you know, and I'd listen to Chet Atkins and I'd be like, man, I'll never be able to play that. You know, it just was over my head at the time. And then, you know, I, I picked up Destroyer, Kiss Destroyer when, you know, when I was 10 and I, I related, you know, it was something I could, I could 
I could play along with. You know, I I had been taking lessons, and you know, I knew power chords and pentatonic scales, and I could play along with that. Plus, as a ten-year-old kid, those guys were like comic book characters that had come to life for me. You know, larger than life. Then I heard eruption, man. The first time I heard eruption, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. You know, I thought, what is this sound? And who is this wizard that's conjuring <laughs> these sounds? You know, I mean, I know. it was amazing. Oh. It was just in- incredible to me that, that a guitar could sound like that. You know, the, the Randy Rhodes and the Vise and Satriani that came after that, you know, the, and Eddie Van Halen kind of ushered in the era of shred guitar for me and, and influenced me to do what I want to do and, and to teach people, teach the next generation how to do it as well. Do you have a top five off the top of your head? Or there, I are there, do. Yeah, what do, you, I do. what do you got, Marty? I'm the one. Fantastic. Ice Cream Man. Romeo Delight. Mm-hmm. So This Is Love and Finish What You Started. Wow. No, I, I could have probably just taken the whole first album, though, really, if you just wanted, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I, I tried to, to, to spread it out like it, and pick ones that, that were that influenced me through the years. Let know, me ask so. you this, Marty. Between take Romeo's Delight and Finish What You Started, I mean, you're talking about two totally opposite ends of the spectrum, but why, why those two in your top five, brother? Romeo Delight was just so cool, man. I mean, it was, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like I said, as a kid, you're, it's not so much. It's about attitude and and. My God, this is so cool. And then, you know, as I got a little older, finished what you started, had all those cool, cool little chicken-picking licks, you know? I mean, it was yep. completely opposite end of the spectrum, like you just said. Yep. I mean, it was amazing. So, it, it comes full circle, doesn't it, brother? It does, man. I mean, and that's that's what you want, you know? The the guys like Eddie, man, the, the virtuosos, they could, they could play anything. I, I believe... I believe Eddie even, you know, I mean, from playing on Michael Jackson record to to playing little country riffs, kind of little bluesy riffs on, on, you know, just being a session guy and just kind of being a chameleon. He could do anything, man. He was amazing. Marty Hayes, appreciate you, man. Can't wait till we can get back out. And I know you guys are starting with the Gypsy Kings. They're starting to kind of slowly uh, play some gigs and stuff. But uh, I'll get out and see you here soon, brother. Thank you so much for taking the time, Marty. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Tell you what, we need to get my buddy Trent Anderson a call. Guitarist Trent Anderson, is that you? It is me, my friend. How are you? I'm good. It's been far too long since I've heard from you. I know. I know. Now, that's not what this is going to be about. We just can't. You're not going to guilt me, okay, Trent? Yeah, I know. Well, we're certainly not going to talk about Jake. No, 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 no Jakey e. Lee this not. time. Um, no Jakey e. Lee, my but, friend. But a guy who made the, uh, the comment, Trent, on the air <laughs> of how... All of my guitar heroes basically drank at the fountain of Eddie Van Halen. I, oh, here's, absolutely. First off, where were you when you heard? Um, I was at the uh, swimming pool in Sunbury. I was in probably fifth grade when I heard Running With The Devil. And I don't know what it was. I couldn't figure out that there was car horns. But it freaked me out. <laughs> I had that line. I was like, oh... Wait a minute. You know, so it was kind of a cool departure from, you know, the, uh, uh, what was the Lover Boy song, Standing in the Strike Zone? Uh, <laughs> was the chorus? You know, and I actually heard it on, on QFM. 
Oh, so don't, a lot of the, don't the, blame the, us for your lover boy problems, Trent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I still got the I still got the red bandana. Don't mm-hmm. judge. But I, like I, I heard him, and you know, I I was what 10, 11 years old. I didn't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I could have been sixteen in fifth grade. I'm not that bright. <laughs> but when I was uh, I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. And then you know, 1984 hit. And I remember watching uh, what was the video show it was on Friday nights on uh, NBC, like uh, Friday night videos. It was just Friday yeah, night yeah, videos, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so seeing the uh, jump, you know, and just I remember as a kid, you know, we're all just rivet heads. You had the Motley Crew, and you had the Judas Priest, and you know the ACDC, Iron Maiden, and then Van Halen was kind of like hallowed ground nobody nobody tread on that it was good for everybody you know because for whatever poppy stuff they did you know you go back to women and children first and you know like songs like doa and somebody get me a doctor you know that had that was that was hard rock i mean almost some of that was almost metal oh Uh, if, if you look at it you can break it down it it was just incredible and guitar tone, my God, his tone would just tear your head off. But the, the cool thing about Eddie Van Halen, I've said this about a few guitarists, I think he is probably the most under and overrated guitarist ever. In what He's way? Because, uh, you know, everybody focuses on the tapping and the fast. You know, he plays fast. Dude, listen to sense of melody. Listen to his songwriting. I and mean, it's not just a, it's not a basic you know, blues song. It's not just power chords. I mean, he takes these crazy chords and probably some of it came from him playing keyboards for so long. And then, you know, just the way he, he's built these guitars. I mean, he's probably the first guy that used a uh, voltage regulator with that Marshall amp. And he, he was one of the first guys that was able to dial a hundred watt Marshall down to be tolerable in the house. Trent Anderson, when, when, we say, and you say things like this, but it, it'll it'll never, it's never going to happen again. It's just no. That's how innovative. Not. That's how innovative it was. Yeah. Well, and, you know, kids today. I mean, they don't they don't want to be Eddie Van Halen. You know, they don't want to be that guitar guy. You know, jumping across the stage and playing in front of thousands and thousands of people and you know they don't want to worry they they are so ingrained with youtube and the video games and you know oh i can play i can do this in like 45 seconds well you get in and it, it just it doesn't work that way they don't understand you have to be just obsessed with it trent give me five drop dead legs doa somebody give me a doctor cabo and I'd even go as far as to say pound cake. Because if you yeah. if you look at the, the first three I listed, he was Guitar Hero. Right. And that's what he played. He was a shredder. Look at the last two. He was still a shredder, but he was a really good songwriter. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's no wrong answers with Eddie Van Halen. No. There's no, no. wrong answers. Trent Anderson, number one, I'll get you on when we can talk longer. Number two, it's great hearing your voice. And, and number three, I just I, I appreciate you taking the time, brother. Always, brother. You know that. Always, always good to hear from you. And let's catch up soon. 
All right, so we got uh, we got to call our buddy Rick Martellino here, drummer extraordinaire, and guy. Really, one of my last vinyl announces was uh, the 1984 album, and that was with that was with Rick. Rick. Yeah. First off, man. Uh, yeah. How how are you? Just thoughts. Talk to me, man. Just tell me what was going. What's been going through your mind the last couple days? Well, um, I'm still stunned. You know, it. Um, it. Uh, I guess when it happened uh, Tuesday, I guess it was probably around four o'clock. And um, actually, I was sitting at the bar having a beer, having some wings, and all of a sudden, my phone just started blowing up, and I was like, like what the? You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, what the hell's going on? You know, and all of a sudden, I, I read a text. From somebody I haven't received a text from in so long, and it said not Ed, and I'm like not Ed. I'm like, and all all of a sudden it's like my it's like the blood from my head yeah. rushed to my feet, and I had to leave the bar. And I told my buddy, I said, man, I have to take this call. And I actually I went outside and I sat down and I I, I swear I, I I broke down and cried like it was, you know, a family member and. In some sense, it's kind of weird. Is he was like he was almost, you know, he was. You grow man. up with uh, your heroes when you're kids. You know, I'm 15 years old till now. I, you know, and that's a long time. So um, yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, he was kind of like family. You know, I I met him a you know a couple two three times, and you know he was like the most gracious person that I've ever met. You know, you, you meet some of your heroes, and you're like, man, that was really an asshole so, yeah yeah <laughs> you know but but he was like i was talking to him like i'm talking to you guys or my buddy next door or whoever and it's just funny it's like you know um yeah i'm still stunned and i can't believe it it sucks you know 65 years old i'm, I'm sure he had a good 10 15 more years to at least uh produce or not you know eat or play i i knew i know he would have played Till the day he died, you yeah. know, because, uh, you know, that's just the way he was, he is, or was, it's, I'm stunned, you know? You know, Rick, I caught, I caught a little bit of shit from a, from a few listeners. I, I, my boss came in and, and, and told me, and I really didn't, I didn't believe it. Right. And I was about 30 seconds from going on the air. My phone is blowing up and, it must have been hard. and I went on and I said, look, I'm hearing things, guys. Uh, until I get this confirmed, I will, uh, you know, I, I just, we'll, I'll, I'll be back in a minute, you know. So I went into Guns N' Roses and and then I played a police song. And people were pissed. were like, dude, it's like, man, you, you just, I didn't want, I, I, I didn't know, man. It was like, honest to God, we knew how sick Ed was, but there's still a denial thing when it's someone of this, of this magnitude. And I guess my point is playing those songs, Rick. The first time, yeah. knowing that he's gone. The the what was the first song that you you, you listened to once once you got the news? And I mean, just kind of sat down. It was you, and you you were listening to some Van Halen. And and it, it, I'm, I can only imagine what it did to you, man, being such a big fan. Would you remember the, the first f- song I heard? I listened to after he yeah after he passed. Yeah, after you had heard. You know, as cliche it may sound, it was it was basically eruption. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, that was because, the first song um, I played. Yeah. That song was the song that, you know, and people say, oh, it's just a guitar solo. It's like, no, it's a song. It's like, you know, that was the song that defined him, that cemented his his being in the, in, in the yeah. rock and roll musical scene. You know, everybody was like, what the heck? Because when I first heard it, I'm like, I, said, I was like, I can't, that's not guitar. I was like, I, 
that's got to be synthesizer or something that's making you know that rick one of the best vinyl analysis stories ever was the first time you heard van halen and the guys, oh, the guys yeah. yelling at you. A quick uh, version. The short version. Of the that? short version on it, because it's the, the the joke is what they yell at you back, and it's just yeah, it's the best. Well, go, ahead, well, go ahead, and tell them. Um, just to kind of recap, is like, <laughs> uh, of course, I talked to my buddy. You know, he was one of the first guys that called me about you know when Eddie passed, and and we talked about the first time that we met. And so anyway, the story goes, we were going to a dance, seventh eighth grade. We were walking to a dance, the car. As typical 80s as it is, a 19, <laughs> whatever it is, Camaro Z28, right. you know, it's, it's, it's slowly getting dark and you see this car, you know, and the windows look, so, the windows look like they're smoked, but, you know, probably they not. They were. You know? <laughs> but all you can hear is like this guitar wailing, you know, and it was eruption uh, to our surprise because, you know, I had never heard it before. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, I, I looked at my buddy and said, what, what the heck is that? And so we need to find out what that was. And I told him, I said, man, go knock on the window and find out what that was. And he looked at me. He's like, no, man, because it was kind of intimidating, you know, this car <laughs> in the parking lot. And, and so uh, it's like, OK, we'll go up together because we need to find out what the hell is this. So we knocked on the window and like a, a scene out of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, we knock on the window. The window rolls down about six inches. All this smoke rolls out and it's rolling out. And these eyes are look, like, looking at us like. You know, what do you, What the hell do you guys want? And we said, what was that? And he looked at us, you know, and he said, that was Van Halen, dude, and rolled up the window, and that was it. You know, and we just started again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. It was oh. just, Can you give me five? Can you give me your top five, Rick? I, I, I think I posted on Facebook, but this song, for me, captured Eddie's spirit. It was first labeled or titled Ripley, but it soon became Blood and Fire on wow um, different kind of truth yeah but it was it was only an instrumental and it was also like part of the sequel to fast times at ridgemont high called the wildlife uh number two for me would probably have to be um uh out of love again okay because for me i mean not only is it eddie but for me that song cemented uh alex to me as a badass on the drums because if you listen to some of the riffs in out of love again it's like holy crap, it's like, you know, that's Al, and everybody gives Eddie the credit, which I can understand, you know, but Alex on that song shines, so that's number two. Number three is probably going to be um, Light Up the Sky. Oh, excellent. Um, yes. Same album. Yeah, I mean, Van Halen too, man. You, yeah. you can make an argument so, for any of these, man. Yeah, I mean, and then and, and number four is probably going to have to be uh, Girl Gone Bad, because that just mm. shows off. That's in my list. The, the musicality yeah, that's of, in my list. all of them together. Number five, I would have to say Romeo Delight yeah, from yeah. Uh, Women, Children First. Yeah. Uh, Rick, it's kind of funny. It's like it, those, those are kind of the five that we just kind of jammed on with, you know, in Hot Lucy. What are you guys doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> my guys in Hot Lucy, they're harassing me. <laughs> well, listen, you get, you get back to band practice yeah. rick thank you so much for Thanks, taking the man. time brother it's just and like i'm telling everybody it's just been with this covid situation it's just great hearing your voice man so yeah yeah well well thanks for um inviting me uh, and thinking of me come on now come on now uh, yeah sucky time you know yeah um, absolutely I, I yeah there are no bigger van halen fans in the 614 740 than you brother so uh, i wanted to well, thanks, i wanted, I wanted I to reach out you having me you got it rick martellino thank you so much rick Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. 
All right, Kevin, we got to call. Uh, we got to call my buddy Soga right now. Uh, Soga, are you there, good sir? I am here. Rick Soga. I'm, half, I'm halfway here. I got you, Rick. You know, we just got off the phone, believe it or not, with Martellino, and that was, whew, that uh. I tell you, man, it's it's heavy to talk to you guys because honestly, when this news came down, I thought of you and, and Martellino and Soga. You've been on my Vinyl Analysis podcast, and we've pretty much have done the the Van Halen catalog together. And I just I know your life story and everything, and how it kind of correlates there with with Eddie. And man, where were you when you heard Soga? I was at home. My you know my our buddy AC AC got a hold of me and let me know. Yeah. And, uh, I just I had I had been all week I'd been talking oh god like the last few weeks I've been talking with Eddie's tech uh, Tom Weber and Tom and I had been talking back and forth for the last three weeks and uh, I just had a horrible feeling when I started seeing uh, Eddie was putting his cars on auction and yeah, I had that uh, I started story. seeing that yeah. a while back like a little while back yeah I, yeah I. Yeah, I had that and, story on the air. I remember reading that. I was thinking the same thing, Soga. Yeah, and I was like, I got the bad feeling, so I started reaching out, and uh, and you know, I, I talked to Tom, and and uh, you know, he's that's his guitar tech, and this is you know, that's his man. So he wouldn't let me in on anything. Uh, he did tell me things were were you know were not great, and uh, but uh, you know. There was a couple things that we talked about that were sworn to secrecy, but I didn't know. You know, I had no idea. I just had a bad feeling from that. But then, you know, I had bad feelings before in the past, and then he's just pulled through. You know, he's pulled through, and everything was okay. I think we were all kind of hoping that he would uh, pull through one last time. And, and just – I didn't – obviously, we knew it was bad, but I didn't know to the extent now that we get the info and we – and look, that's, that's not for this time. And, and so, I don't right. even really want to – uh, the stories that you've shared about meeting Ed and all that stuff, I don't even want to. I don't want to go that route with you now. People can listen to old episodes of, of Vinyl yeah. Analysis. But what I do want to know is just his mark on 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 guitar. I mean, you're one of the better guitarists in town, and I just know what this cat meant to you throughout your life. And and just talk about Eddie and and and, and the mark that he's going to leave for everyone. It. it the future is, is you know, the uh, future is a little, it's, it's a little bleak as far as I'm looking at the guitar players that are coming out now. I, I, I just, it, they're, they're forgetting really important parts that Eddie had sp- really taught. Yeah, yeah. And more, it was more of a underlying current of his playing. There's the easy stuff that you could see where anybody could look at him and go, my God, that's amazing. But there was, you know, there's this, this part of his playing and his guitar writing where his, his rhythm was ridiculous uh his his rhythm was much of a drummer's rhythm um he played so in sync and his pockets were ridiculous uh to grab and that's where a lot of bands would kind of fall apart they'd have these great guitar players but they had no rhythm playing they could play lead they couldn't they couldn't you know 90 percent of the song is rhythm and the drummers are just left on their own playing you know eight notes or quarter notes with with uh, bass players but when you got a player like Eddie, uh, it takes it to a whole other dimension. There's a swing there. There's a groove there uh, that is 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 huge. And uh, those two together were incredible. Uh, what he, what he's done for for me and for the guitar is 
completely reinvented uh, the guitar, not just in his playing, but he literally reinvented a lot of things. How amps are made today, uh, how guitars are made today, the technology, the things that he's done is, is genius. I mean, he even his stuff is is as uh, as maybe as people wouldn't even recognize. But I mean, he changed the whole fashion of the industry, even even on a you know clothing, haircuts, everything. <laughs> right. I mean, the guy had such a influence, and he was so damn cool. He was so cool that. It, it, you couldn't help but to go, man, I want to do that, or I want to look like that. And He just had such an influence um, on the technical side of music as well. I mean, how things are recorded, how he played. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's endless. I mean, it's, it's endless. In the short time that he was here, he so totally changed the face of music. And it gets a little scary wondering where it's going to be. I, I, I equated him. Recently, I equated him like to being like when Steve Jobs passed and people go, God, where's the iPhone going to go now? Like, you know, Steve Jobs took this iPhone. Uh, it came out of nowhere. And just like Van Halen 1 did, and it just blew everybody away. And everybody was like, God, this is just fantastic. And then it's taken away. and You wonder where it's going to go. Where yeah. Where is the music? Where is the technology of music? Uh, what he's done? He's invented something probably... Every every so many years, something new comes out that he's got his name on that he's like put out, and it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so good, yeah, dude. I mean, that's exactly that's that's it. I mean, honestly, you that's that's exactly uh, that's the angle I wanted to hear from you. I just wanted to kind of know where yeah. your, your head is, and then that's that's it, man. I mean, he is. You know, I brought brought up Mozart a couple times. You bring up Steve Jobs. It's just these these creators, and 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 we talk about the speed, we talk about the flash, but something that keeps coming up, and you said it just now. I mean, the writing. Uh, that's that's where he yeah. gets thrown in with the Mozarts and the where, you know those those generations down the road. They're gonna they're gonna look at cats like Eddie, and and he was uh, one of the great composers of of well of our lifetime for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even even other great. Uh, greats out there recognizing, which I really was like so impressed with it, is that even all these other greats in the in the world are commenting on his life, yeah, and, yeah. and he had an effect on people that were just, you know, you never thought he would have that effect on athletes and on uh, uh, yeah. politician actors. Just, I mean, uh, I even saw a post from Pee Wee Herman. I mean, it's just insane how of what how, what a blanket of of beautiful music that that guy has put across the world that has touched people from all walks of life. It's just amazing. All right. This is the, this is going to be the toughest part. And look, it's just, it's yeah. not your top five. I'm going to ask you to give me five, but what I'm telling everybody else is just give me five songs that you're kind of clinging to right now here early on. And just songs that, 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 yeah, your, your five songs. I mean, just give me five songs that are, that are fresh in your mind and your heart right now when it comes uh, to Eddie. Well, thanks to QFM 96 and being a kid, I remember listening to, you know, uh, good rock and roll, you know. Um, Appreciate you. And, and I, I just remember listening to good rock and roll as a kid. And then all of a sudden, they put on Eruption. And uh, I just, I was floored. And after Eruption came, of course, you really got me. And uh, I was taken to another planet. That was it. There was nothing else like that. So, I mean, those two songs For were sure. probably For sure. my 
my favorite. Top Jimmy's one of my uh, one of my all time favorites. Van Halen too. I mean, they're all I know, fantastic. I know. And, I and know. even even when you get into the the later period with with Hagar, I mean, there's some fantastic guitar work and, and good songwriting. On yeah. That. yeah, and and asking Rick Soga to pick five Van Halen songs that was uh, that was that's, <laughs> yeah. that's that's cruel. Well, that's cruel. Three. Well, I'll take know, three. I mean, I'll I think take I'm three. The only guitar player in I'll Ohio. Take four. Maybe, maybe the guy that's in Taylor Swift's band. But I think I'm the only one. I don't know. I could be wrong, but um, that actually played guitar in front of Eddie Van Halen. I had no idea that he was in the room, but uh, you know, he just came, walked over my, uh, walked over and looked over my shoulder and said, "Cool guitar, huh?" And I said, "I love it." And I thought it was uh, Matt Brook, and and it was Eddie Van Halen. I looked up and I thought had a heart attack right then and there and i was playing his guitar at his studio and he is telling me asking me uh, what i think of the guitar and i'm just going holy crap dude and one of uh, my all-time favorite <laughs> vinyl analysis moments was you telling that story rick soga <laughs> yeah. dude that was probably the moment that i was like going this is so i as a kid that listened to those songs on qfm 96 and was taken to another planet to to get to that other, to get go across the stratosphere and actually be able to hang out with the guy, uh, and have him be a mensch. He was a hundred percent. The guy was just such a sweetheart that I, I, I. There's just there's just no feeling that I can be left in other than 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 uh, love. Just love that guy. Man, Rick Soga, we love you, dude. So thank you so oh, thank much. You. I know this is, I know it's, it's been so tough for all of us, and I, I know especially you, my man. So uh, Soga, thank you so much uh, for taking the time, and and hopefully we can uh, we can hook up here when things settle down, brother. Thank you so much, and uh, it's nice to uh, hear from you too, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, it's cathartic talking to you guys, and I appreciate it. You got it, Rick Soga. Thanks, brother. Thank you. You know who we need to call, Kevin? We got we got to call Mike Austin, yeah. a.k.a. Beasley, as he's known in the Enough's Enough camp. Yep. One of my Van Halen buddies out there, and I, I had to call Mike Austin. Mike, what's up, brother? Oh, man. You know, just uh, as usual, listening to a lot of Van Halen 78-84. Hey, I, I saw you You texted me, and you, you asked me, and maybe you could kind of explain it now, but you were talking about how uh, someone had sent you a clip. Of Eddie, and I think I know which one you're talking about. But go ahead and yeah, and, and go ahead and say it. It, it was, it, it was from '98. It was like uh, it was probably when Van Allen Three came out. I was probably doing some promotion for that. It was uh, Chris Conley from MTV uh, took a tour of the 5150 studio, and you know, I mean, that's that's been like Disneyland for a lot of us, you know, Eddie Van Halen fans. You know, like uh, what's behind the wall. You know, you want to. Uh, you know, to see what the room, the space that this genius occupied and created a, a lot of this music that we all love. And it was a pretty cool little glimpse into, um, you know, the, the world of Eddie Van Halen. And, uh, you know, I'm going to watch it again just because I think there's some stuff that I missed. The guy's got a whole wall of tapes you know, that he had 35 years of recording stuff in there that have not been released. And, you know, I would imagine sooner or later we'll be hearing a lot or, you know, if not all of it, a lot of it, uh, which makes me very happy because, you know, I've always thought that, you know, I want to hear more from Eddie, you know, um, I'm 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 a big fan. I lean more towards the eighty or the seventy eight through eighty four stuff. 
there is some of the Hagar stuff that I like, but it, nothing compares to the stuff that they did with the music that they made with David Lee Roth. Uh, when he was in the band, you, you know, in my opinion. Oh, and I, I agree, brother. I agree, and I'm I'm right there with you. There's 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 a lot of the the Hagar stuff that I that I really do like. But you know, I had told Kevin before we started recording. It's but the reason I like most of that stuff, the highlights for me were Ed. I mean, it was it was Ed the stuff oh, yeah. he was doing, and uh, and I'll get into that oh, later. Yeah. But yeah, and this because you and I are the same age, and we kind of roll the same way when it comes to music. And it's funny every time we talk and that we we went through the same progressions together with, you know, with Ace Fraley and then, you know, and then your, your love of, of Van Halen and, and enough's enough. And I mean, it just, it, it's, it's crazy, yeah. but you brought it up up until 84. And that was, I was at the height of my, my fandom and my obsession with, with, with the band. There'll never be and, and as successful as, as it was with Hagar and as successful as it was at the beginning with, with Dave, even that, and I, I'm sure it was a train wreck backstage. I'm sure it was because that's they they broke up. But right. the circus, which was that album and that tour, it, it dude stuff of legend doesn't even oh. it doesn't even do it right. I mean, talk about that era. Let's just talk about that because uh, some of the other guys I'm, I'm getting other stories and stuff. But 1984 that was huge for guys like you and me, and that and that's why this is such a kick to the sack for so many Gen Xer dudes out there and it's you, that that van halen a lot of guys say no man it's the first album eruption, you know all that stuff and I, and I get it but for us as 13 and 14 year old dudes who are just oh. soaking this all in 1984 man it fucking blew our doors off mike yeah i mean i remember the first time i remember the first time i saw the video for junk and um you know, I was an anticipated album because I was really into Diver Down. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, me too. So it was know, yeah. that, and, and yeah. I mean, and Fair Warning is my favorite. I mean, <laughs> me too, Mike. And it, yes, a year. You know, from '78 to '84, and uh, and when I heard Jump, you know, I was a little put back at the key at all the keyboards because I've never really been a keyboard guy in my metal or in my hard rock. Right. And. Uh, but something it, there was something cool about the keyboard <laughs> right. in that song, <laughs> right? And and the guitar is undeniable. I mean, it's 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 undeniably Eddie Van Halen uh, playing guitar. And from then, you know, when I I first bought that tape, the uh, 1984. I mean, the gems that I discovered on that album, I bought it for Jump. You know, I bought it because Jump was the first song I heard. But then you get deep into the album. I'll wait. Um, Drop dead legs. Oh yeah. Uh, Top Jimmy. Holy God! I mean, those songs still hold up today. And and I I can I don't have to hear Jump or Panama ever again. And 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 I could still be happy as hell listening to 1984 on repeat. Twenty five years of of radio, and I've tried to tell every one of my bosses, but it's uh, it just doesn't work in radio. But I tried to tell them that. When you play 1984 in front of Jump, it totally changes the dynamic of that. And for so many of us, that is just like a time portal. And it just, it, it's, I, I, you know, I get tired of playing Jump on the radio. You throw 1984 in the front of that, Mike, and I, it, it's, it's, it, you're right, it's, you're it, right. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's like a whole different experience, it man. It brings so much more emotion out. Absolutely, Kev. It, oh, it does, man. It does. It really does. And I, you know, man, I saw a, uh, a meme yesterday 
and it was a little kid, and it really teared me up. You know, I've been emotional. I never knew the guy, obviously. I just, you know, I've known him through his music, and his music is a soundtrack to my... I'm getting emotional now talking about it. His music is a soundtrack to my life. I can think... I can hear any of those songs and remember what I was doing at that time, and, you know, and good good memories of being a kid and and having a whole life ahead of you, and, and what a soundtrack to have when you're in your adolescent years, you know, any Van Halen record. And I saw a meme yesterday that really, it brought me to tears. You know, it was uh, this little kid setting setting down on the floor and he's got a record player in front of him. Yeah. You guys may have seen it. And and he's got those big seventies headphones on and, and he's holding the Van Halen one record. And it's like, I remember my first time or something like that is how it was captioned. Yeah. I'm getting the chills right now. I, I remember I had a cousin who was six years older than me. And when we would go to his house, he hit me to all this great music. You know, I was really into Kiss and ACDC. And I remember I went over to my cousin's one night and I put on headphones and I put the record on of Van Halen 1 and you get your ass kicked right off the bat by running with the devil. Excellent. And I couldn't get enough of that song. Yeah, man. You know, and and, and I I think of myself, I see that meme and I think of myself, you know, as a young boy or, you know, at the time I was 10, 9 or 10 and listening to Van Halen 1 for the first time, man, that was like, you know how the older folks or, you know, the the generation before ours, they, I remember where I was in 1964 when the Beatles were on that song. You know, this, this, that was my Beatles experience right there. And, you know, before I even get to your, your Gimme Five and your Top Five, can you imagine the look on that first tour if you're Black Sabbath and those, oh. and those motherfuckers <laughs> come out with on fire? I mean, right. can, you, can, can you, can um, you, I mean, honestly, can you imagine the looks on their faces? I, no. No. I, I can't, you know, because. <laughs> you know, they, you know, their management or label or whoever put Van Halen on that on that tour, obviously to give Van Halen the exposure that they needed. And Black Sabbath was probably like, yeah, whatever. Who gives a shit about the opening bands? You know, but that first show of that first tour, right? You gotta, I mean, yeah, you gotta wonder. I would love to hear. I'm sure there's an interview out there somewhere. I would love to hear what Tony Iommi or Geezer Butler or somebody had to say about the band that was opening for them. Well, Ozzy and, said they kicked their ass. I mean, Ozzy comes oh, out and yeah, I mean, he yeah, just flat Ozzy out, yeah, I mean, he, they, they, sure. they kicked our ass. I mean, and, and, and I got to believe the other guys felt the same way. I'll give you a top five right now, no particular order. And I've got to go. Uh, Little Guitars has always been one of my favorite songs uh, from, you know, from start to finish. There's just, that song just kicks ass. We'll go to, I gotta go. So this is love, and hear about it later on. Uh, <laughs> that album is oh, so yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I'm a real big fan of Romeo Delight. It comes that, up. Yeah. It's been coming up I'm a lot tonight. To the party tonight. I'm looking for somebody to squeeze. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm looking for nobody to fight. Don't get up tight, baby. Please. Yes. <laughs> um, and then let's. I gotta throw one in from. From '84, because um, you know, there's oh god, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it, it would be between Top Jimmy 
and Drop Dead Legs. Both excellent. And yes. I'm, I'm going to have to say Top Jimmy. Right on. Mike Austin. Thank you so much, a.k.a. Beasley. Oh, Great hearing your voice, like I'm telling everybody. It's, it's so long since I've talked to a lot of you cats. Uh, tell Chip, tell Chip's enough that uh, Kev and Arch say hey here in, in Columbus. Uh, we miss him too, man. I will. And, uh, Absolutely will. You dude, know, Chip's jammed with Eddie before, um, and he said that they did In the Groove off the first Enough's Enough record. Oh, shut up. Yeah, and, and I said, please tell me that you have a recording of that. He said, I wish, bro. I fucking wish. <laughs> and so do I. I would love to, you know, because Derek Trigo, the Enough guitar player, the original guy. Yeah. Big yeah. Van Halen fan, big Eddie fan. You can I tell. I said, was Trigo there? And he goes, no, he wasn't allowed. He was too blown out at the time. Eddie didn't want him around. <laughs> that's how bad Derek Frigo was. Eddie didn't want him around. Oh, okay. oh, wow. Wow. Hey, Mike but, Austin, dude, just uh, look, I'll be in touch. I'll, I'm going to try and get you back on for another Garage Days here. But uh, like we said, man, great hearing from you. Thanks for the stories. Of course. And, and we'll talk soon, brother. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, man. Anytime, Arch. Kevin, you too, buddy. I'll see you guys soon. And, um, you know, just uh, keep on listening to Van Halen, man. I mean, it's always in a heavy rotation with me. This just makes it double. Yeah. You know, how does this happen? And it's a sad day, but thank God we have his legacy to uh, to lean on and to, and to listen to. And uh, that's, you know, that's all I can say. There you go, Mike Austin. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you, Mike. All right. See you guys. All right, well, there we go, Kevin. What a wow! What an evening, right? Yeah. What an evening, and our friends didn't let us down, man. We just and look, there's so many cats and 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 people out there that we could have had come on, and uh, uh, but those the, it was good to reach out to those guys. Let me thank these cats right now: Marty Hayes, Trent Anderson, uh, Mike Austin, Rick Martellino, and Rick Soga. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thanks for everyone uh, who hopped on Facebook and gave us their top five for the Gimme Five. Uh, with Van Halen. I appreciate you guys playing along there. And then Kevin Young, Gypsy King. Hey man. Dude. Thanks for having me. I'm telling you. Uh, Lord of the Thighs. We gotta get the we gotta get that band back <laughs> oh, together. I'm looking forward to that reunion. So there we go, man. I appreciate you being on this first garage days with me, man. Thank you so much. There man. you go. And that is it. Episode one. I would say in the can, but I really don't want to And the cradle will rock. Sure will, brother. Stay frosty, gang. <laughs>